Welcome to Confessions of a Christian Woman Who Used to Mask Her Pain with Alcohol. I am your host, Connie McMillan, a queen who has overcome many challenges, alcohol just being one. Over eight years sober, and I am moving forward. I want you to know that God has an intended purpose for us. So even when we are experiencing some of the most challenging experiences in our lives, that's where God is using his greatest power, his greatest strength through you. You are his vessel. You are chosen for great purpose. On this podcast, that's the kind of messages you will hear. Personal stories, maybe some guests here and there. We'll also talk about finances, family, and staying healthy with our emotional mental health. So let's jump on into this episode. Welcome back to the Confessions of a Christian Woman who used to mask her pain with alcohol and now is on fire for God. We are in this amazing series called the Growth Series. Uh, My name is Connie. I am the host of this podcast. I want to welcome those of you that are tuning in for the very first time. Thank you so much for being here. I've got so much to say before we get into the continuation of this series. First, I want to say God is so good. I've celebrated nine years sobriety Uh, on January 16th. uh, School started the same day, so I'm in grad school, and that is going amazing as well. Of course, you know, it's it's early on, so of course, we we still have so much more to develop. I have so much more to develop and learn in there. But I also wanted to share, um, usually I send out a podcast every week. Last week, I didn't show up, and I want to tell you why. The city that I live in, there was a tornado, and I've never seen anything remotely like a tornado other than watching television and seeing it on The Wizard of Oz. But when I tell you it was so scary, it it, it blew my mind. Uh, Of course, there was a lot of damage, but thankfully no loss of life. So I'm most appreciative of that. So I was not even at my home. Um, I had to be removed from my home. And it was just a lot. So that's why you didn't get an episode last week. But I am giving all glory, all honor to God that I'm still here. So, you know, it definitely makes you appreciate the more heat and hot water because this house was so cold. And um, I'm just thankful. You know, one of the other things I think about um, I'm so grateful for is, you know, in that moment, you know, there were other neighbors whose uh you know, either their electricity came on or didn't go out. And, you know, I I definitely am a friendly person. And I thank God that I am, you know, showing yourself friendly, which kind of leads up to, you know, the next discussion we're going to have in this series. Um, It's so important. But I know that, that I wasn't always friendly. That wasn't always my story. But because I have done the healing work, and of course, it's an ongoing thing. It's not like I'm healed and I'm done. But I had such a great um, offering and of overwhelm of love and support and people who really reached out and said, you know, Connie, you can come stay with me. And another person said it. And, you know, I got like multiple offers uh, to come and stay with them. 
or, you know, to come and, you know, clean up, shower or whatever. And um, I, I say that to say that, you know, I had opportunity to turn down offers. And that comes from, you know, just showing yourself friendly, doing that work. So um, I just wanted to share that, you guys. Let's dive right into the second half of this growth series. So if you have not caught the first episode, which was like two weeks ago, called The boundaries, right? Birthing boundaries. Um, you want to go back and listen to that episode because today we're going to really deep dive into the importance of healing, right? Um, that's a process. And I know when we think of the word healing, you know, some people understand it differently, right? Um, you might think of it as a sore, uh, you might think of it as therapy, you might think of it, you know, as you know, I don't know, communicating, you might think of it even as exercising, right? Healing, get that anger out. Um, but healing can be a combination of all of that, to be quite honest. Um, I want to share a quick story because it just happened today. Um, you know, a lot of times when we're thinking about healing, first of all, it's like going backwards into time. You know, what caused the pain? What, where did it, where did it come from? Who did it start with? Like, we, we really have to go backwards, literally, in order to move forward. You cannot heal um, without going backwards, right? You, you've got to go back to the pain. You've got to go back to the root of the pain. And so for me, I was on the phone with my sister today and, you know, we are experiencing some, uh, some, some heavy things in our life with a loved one of ours who is fighting for her life. And she's like a sister to me. And so my sister and I biologically were talking and I got to express to her how I felt as a child, you know, and it was a form of healing for her. Uh, so I told her, you know, as a child, I didn't feel loved. I didn't feel, you know, beautiful. I didn't feel um, accepted. I felt excluded. And that is partly the reason why my anger was so present. That is partly the reason why I, you know, did so much wrong things even to myself because I didn't feel worthy. Um, you know, I also shared with her, you know, I felt isolated. You know, I felt like, you know, when I wasn't a part of the conversation, you know, um, that I just didn't feel wanted. And so in my sharing that with her, and I, of course I was emotional because I'd never really, we hadn't had that conversation. And and she even said to me, I wish you had said that to me so long ago. And if, I couldn't have said that to her long ago. So when I'm talking about healing, you know, you have to go back. And of course, emotion is going to be stirred up, right? You can't expect to bring up the past without having some sort of emotional attachment to it. And that could be through crying, that could be, you know, through screaming. I mean, who am I or anyone to tell you how to, you know, react to your healing, right? Um, I think it's important that we get that out. The more it stays in, the more it becomes toxic. And so I said to her, I couldn't have said that to you back then. I wasn't even in a my right state of mind. I didn't even know the verbiage to use to say that to you. So as I am, you know, going throughout and have gone throughout my healing process, I'm able to bring up more and more conversations. And in doing that, you know, I would say this, as you are uncovering your healing, right, talking through it, right, be it with a professional, a coach, you know, whomever that may be for you, your loved ones, if it's together individually. However, I think it's important that 
one, you are allowed the opportunity to express what your interpretation, right? Because no one can say to you, let's just go back to my sister for a moment. She couldn't have said to me, you know, well, you were loved, you know, who are you to say that? This is my interpretation. And like, as with you, you have an interpretation. So no one can tell you or try to alter your interpretation of what your experience was, right? So let's be clear about that. Secondly, when it comes to, you know, your process of healing, right? Understand that it's okay to leave room again for the emotional part. I know sometimes we build a wall up. We don't want people to see us crying. You know, we, we feel like it's so important to keep that emotional side in. It's not good. Let it out. That's how other illnesses develop. So release it. Cry. Let it out. And if it's screaming, let it out. And you should have, hopefully you have a space to have that opportunity to do that, right? No one should, hopefully, no one will be like, well, I, I end up from all the screaming and the yelling. You know, hopefully no one will do that. Hopefully you will have that freedom to do that. And if it is so, do it. If, if it's been uh, made available to you, then that's your okay to let it out. I would also say, as you are sharing, you know, going through your healing process, as you are releasing don't expect, you know, healing to come just like that, right? I believe, you know, the Bible tells us that, you know, and 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 I'm paraphrasing, so don't 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 quote me, right? Um, you know, like we we have this um, ability to uh, express ourselves, right? You know, um, and so let me let me shy away from what the Bible says. I'll get back to that in a minute. Give me give me a moment, <laughs> right? The whole point is that when you're allowed to uh, express yourselves and give your side of the story, right? Your experience. Um, that is a good thing. Secondly, as you are on your, your healing journey, again, don't expect it to be an overnight process. I believe that, you know, things come over time, not overnight, right? Even with sobriety, any aspect, it doesn't matter where, where you are. If I say healing and sobriety, healing emotionally, it comes over time, not overnight. Right. And so, also, as we are on our healing journey, what is it that we are hearing, right? So, uh, and, and when I say, what, what is it that we're hearing? When I was speaking to my sister, right? And, and thankfully, she gave me room to, to express myself. And when she responded to what I said, what was it that I was hearing, right? So, when you are in that environment, right, wherever it may be, what is it that you're hearing in response to what you've said, right? Are you hearing, you know, what they actually said or are you hearing what you think is said? You, we we want to be clear on that, right? So I think that's important that like you have to hear what is being said. Now, don't get me wrong. What you hear is not going to, always be what you want to hear, right? My sister could have said, you know, again, that wasn't our story. We had a great upbringing, but she didn't say that, thankfully. And that's partly the reason probably why I couldn't say it back to her years ago. Maybe she would have said it this, which she, which she, you know, you know, maybe she would have given me the room to um, be myself and, and, and allow me to speak. But I do want you to understand, even if the response isn't what you want or what you expect or what you agree with, it's still your experience. So it's not about 
going down some rabbit hole of you didn't even hear me and you didn't you don't even know it's about getting it out right it's about expressing yourself allowing those uh experiences those silent experiences those painful experiences to come forth that's what it's about it's not about going backwards and and being combative that's not what it's about so when i when i say this healing process when i say that you know the importance of healing not keeping it in not thinking like you're worthy enough to release it you've got to be able to do that yes it's important to have environments that are safe right they've got to be environments that are safe for sure without a doubt but there are going to be environments where you're going to be in that aren't comfortable right but still are safe right there may be people present what if you're doing like group counseling and you've got the loved one in the in the uh session with you that you have had that problem with that caused the pain right we still have to honor our voice we still have to honor the fact that we get to express it regardless of what the person's experience of it is the memory of the experience you get to have that but more importantly if we don't get it out we stay in pain we stay we, we we create more pain to be quite honest and i know that you've heard that probably said oh if you you know you keep this in you you develop more pain and when I say more pain, I mean ulcers, right? I mean health pain. And that's not, it's just not healthy. It's not what your life deserves. So creating environments, again, that will allow us space to freely express ourselves is important on this healing journey. I also want to say this, as you're healing, it's okay to cut off the painful attachments what do i mean by that those that are causing you pain those that every time you pick up the phone it's all about them it's all about you know you being negative it's all about it's causing you more pain it's okay to hit the delete button to say i'm not dealing with this i need a season by myself. I am fixing me. It's okay to do that. I have had to do that. I don't want you to get to this place and it's like, life is so short, you know, you just can't cut people up. Listen, if you are not focusing on your mental health, that means you are not functioning on your mental health. If you are allowing people to add more pain to what it is that you are already experiencing, that is not good. It is imperative that we get it right within ourselves. So let's wrap this up. When I say this healing journey, it is, yes, about your mental health. It is about unpack, unpacking that history of pain that only you know about, that you have kept inside for so long, be it from when you were a child. A lot of us as women have got so many deep-rooted painful parts of our lives that we have not unpacked it. I shared mine. If you are just tuning in, I shared mine at the top. I did not feel loved. I did not feel pretty. I felt ugly. 
And that was my interpretation. It wasn't that my mom said that. It wasn't that. It's just what I created in my head from not being included, right? It's like having one cut and, and not treating the cut. You leaving the cut there. What happens? The cut gets infected. And so because I had this one cut of, you know, when my mom and my sister would have conversations and my sister's older than me. So, and she's the firstborn, they had a connection, but my interpretation of that was, I'm not good enough to talk to. My interpretation was because I'm darker than them. I'm not good enough to talk to. My interpretation was, well, I don't read that well. I'm not good enough. So the cut gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So I'm saying to you, when you are going throughout your healing process, we got to unpack those layers. What is the cut? And how, how, how has the cut got more and more infected? Has it gotten infected because of repeated abuse, right? From the initial cut? Or has it gotten more and more infected because of what we've been telling the initial cut? Does that make sense? We've got to do the work and it's hard and it's painful, but we cannot produce the greater good that God has for us, right? This is where I'm going with the Bible. I told you I'll get back to that. I didn't forget, right? The Bible says faith comes by hearing, but freedom, Bible doesn't say this part, just came with it, but freedom comes by habit. So faith comes by hearing. What do I mean by that? I mean, when we are on this healing process, right? We're hearing God's word. What does God say about us? Right? And having the faith to believe the word. God says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. I knew you from the time I formed you in your mother's womb. Right? I know the, the, the thoughts and the plans that I have for you. Thoughts and, you know, plans to prosper and not harm. Jeremiah 29, 11. So when I say that freedom comes from habit, the habit of repeating it, the habit of living it out. The habit of understanding that I'm in control of how I continue to uh, heal this wound that I experience. Do I continue to show up and, and show myself love, go into counseling, you know, uh, reading the word, exercising, whatever that process of healing in, involves? Because it's not just one thing, right? It's not just working on your mind. It's working on your health. It's working on your spirituality. So healing is, you know, a it's a composite of a, a multiple things. So I'm hoping that you've had your pen and your paper and that something that I've said has ministered, has gone so deep in your heart that you will take action, that this is not a feel-good podcast, but that you will take action. If it's calling up better health, if it's calling up, you know, uh, what is it, psychology today? I believe I'm almost positive right? Or whatever therapy option. If it's getting you a coach, a sober coach, a sober Christian coach, you guys know I am, right? If it's writing out a routine, scheduling it, putting it on a wall so that you are held accountable to taking action with it, whatever that is for you, know that you are worthy enough to do it. And then putting yourself in environments where you can become a better version of yourself. You know, last point, 
when I am on Instagram, I'm so mindful that I'm following people that are in a space of producing their greatest self. So I follow a lot of people that, yes, are in the sobriety community because they are doing extraordinary things, but I follow individuals that are on their health journey and that is physical health, spiritual health, as well as mental health. I don't follow individuals that are just here to entertain and laugh. Listen, I like a, I like a good laugh. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I love, I enjoy laughing. But it's so important that I show up in my best version of myself. So again, I, I hope something I've said, you guys, has blessed your heart, but also, more importantly, allowed you to take action. You know, if you need to connect with me by any means, I am available. You can click the link in the show notes. This is our growth series. Started with birthing uh, boundaries, and now it's, it's the healing journey, right? What are the steps? How do we get there? So let me know what it is that resonated with you the most in this episode. Leave me a comment down below. I want to know. And as always, know that I love you. But God Almighty, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Sikadu, Jehovah Shalom loves you far more than I ever could. Later.